Welcome to the People Leaders Podcast, the audio resource for managers and business leaders creating high-performing teams. Join leadership and team development experts Jen and Michelle Turkelson each week as they explore both subjects from every angle. Through practical tips, valuable insights, and compelling interviews with leadership experts around the world, you'll learn how to bring out the best in your staff and how to give your best as a leader. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Jen. So we're going to talk about team agreements. Ooh, team agreements. And what is it about team agreements and why are they important? From a lot of the discussions that we've been having lately with teams, there's usually two issues that people are, or I'm finding that teams have issues with, is that they're not clear about what they do Mm. Or they might be clear about what they do, but it's how they do it and how they interact with each other or stakeholders that is having an issue. Spot on, Jan. And it actually goes to the heart of the one-on-one interactions that managers are having. They might they say, oh, yeah, the person's doing a really good job in terms of what they have to deliver, but it's the way that they deliver. It's their behaviours. Mm. And what we try and encourage managers or leaders to think about is the behaviours, that is part of the performance. It's not just delivering the task, it's how you do the task. And so what we're doing is expanding that out to the team. So the team agreements looks at what are the behaviours that we as a team are all agreeing to uphold as we interact and move throughout our day and our uh, and our week as a team. Yeah, because what it can also do, it actually clarifies those roles and responsibilities because the teams are having regular interactions and they know what behaviours are appropriate. Mm. And it can also guide how you solve problems, how you make decisions, decisions yeah. because of the way in which we've agreed that we are going to interact and exchange information. Yeah, I love it because it actually provides you with a framework that if you don't have, you're actually going to have to muddle through, have a few conflicts, and it just takes time. And we don't really have a lot of time in organisations now. So uh, what we're doing is we're creating a preventative um, measure so that we can hit the ground running and be really effective from day one. Because it's always, Jen, isn't it? It's the behavioural stuff Mm. that brings the teams unstuck. Yeah, the soft stuff is the hard stuff. And and the influence of a team agreement will usually extend beyond the life of a team or a project Mm. if it's utilised really well because then we start to understand the impacts of having constructive agreements in a team and Mm. how you can speed things up. So let's go through step by step how you would do it okay so step one is is identifying what good looks like for the team Mm. and so what you could do as a team is get your butcher's paper out or a whiteboard or uh, just have a discussion around what are some of the behaviors that we would be seeing in this team if we were operating at you know a high performing team level or operating at our best in terms of the way that we communicate and interact with one another and you just get all those statements out yeah, so let's list some of those uh, key areas. So, for example, think about the behaviours in relation to team meetings. So how do we want to behave? How do we want to show up? How do we want to prepare ourselves? Yeah, so an example might be that, you know, we are going to be on time mm-hmm. and we are going to be fully present and we're going to listen, uh, you know, with all of our senses. Mm. That could be a statement that they make in relation to team meetings. So I was in a senior leadership team 
a meeting a couple of weeks ago and I started talking and there were uh, three people who still had their laptops open and one of the senior leaders actually stopped the meeting because I wasn't aware of it, stopped the meeting and said, excuse me, remember we agreed and so everyone's laptop was closed down. Mm. So what they're doing is holding people to those agreements. That's oh, that's a, that's fant- an example. Fan- fantastic. Which leads to how are we going to communicate with with each other what is the language that we are going to aspire to use is it going to be clear and respectful and we're going to acknowledge other people's ideas like you get to choose that's what I love about team agreements Mm, Jan how mm. many we've seen thousands over the years and we've never found one set of team agreements that are the same you know, some some teams call them team behaviours, team principles, those sorts of things. But it, principles, it, principles. Mm. It all boils down to how are we going to interact with one another that we can all sign up for. That's right. So the next area that you could focus on is maybe how you're going to manage disagreements. Like mm. how are we going to interact? So are we going to accept? People are going to be different, and when they do, we actually acknowledge that as mm. a good thing mm. you know, around diversity. Um, do we have this intent that we speak with good purpose and we respect people's rights you know, to have a difference of opinion? And when they do have a difference of opinion, actually congratulate people for speaking up. Oh, and the other one that I uh, people uh, I love uh, that people are starting to introduce is above the line and below the mm. line behaviour, which we actually have a whole podcast on and a template mm. that we will use above the line uh, language when we're interacting and above the line behaviour as we interact. And that's a, a, a nice, it's sort of a broad view, isn't it? Yeah. Using above the line, below the line. That could be something that you incorporate as well. So some of the other behaviours around perhaps stakeholders. How mm. do you want to communicate and deal with your stakeholders? Um, how do we want to agree around making commitments? Do we actually hold each other to account? And how do we do that? What language do we use? And... Another one is perhaps showing support. So how will we demonstrate that we show support and encouragement of our team um, members? So, for example, we're going to check in on each other on a regular basis. You know, are you okay? That's right. And we had a senior leadership team who had this as, uh, you know, really important value for them. And what they decided to do is actually... so. At the end of each day, because everybody was working really long hours, make sure that not one senior leadership team member is left on their own, that they walk out together. They're encouraging them to, you know, take that break and, you know, don't burn the midnight oil, so to speak. And so they're... um, great ways that you can bring these to life great so i've just gone through step one so this is like capturing all the different types of behaviors yeah so now you know step two is just you know listing out all of those collective behaviors that the team agrees might be used as a guide so we've given you some key areas and now you've got some statements and what we want to then do is whittle those statements down to maybe you know seven no no more than seven but you get to choose that as well you know we've had teams that have had 12 we've had teams that have had three um, that's the beauty of this is you get to choose what is going to be the most appropriate for you and then you know step three is choose the um, behavioural statements that the the team is going to use as a guide, you know, to uh, in terms of how they behave and interact with one another. And step four is once you have those statements, you know, around seven to ten, 
these are really what we would call on-track behaviours. Now, if you wanted to stay, take it a step further, you can create the opposite of each statement oh, about yeah. what does off-track <laughs> behaviours. Now, what I love about the on-track, off-track, it's a non-judgmental term mm. and it's a language that the whole team can use. So, for example, we talked about above the line, below the, the line. line. You could say, are we on-track or are we off-track as far as our behaviours is concerned? And I think this is important because it really focuses the conversation around what non-constructive behaviour, below-the-line behaviour, off-track behaviour looks like and then how we're going to develop an an approach if we actually do find that. Yeah, that's a great uh, optional exercise for them. So what's an example of of, of an on-track one, Jen, and then we'll do the opposite? Yeah, so communicate any potential broken um, agreements at the first opportunity. Right. So that's an on-track behaviour. Yep, and then the off-track would be like avoid or mm. putting off communicating a, a potential delay, for example. All right, so that's just give that's an additional. And then if you wanted to, like, here's a stretch target for you, and that could be, all right, so let's say that we have identified some off-track behaviours. It's like, okay, so what? We've identified them. Then this is where it gets sticky. What do we do about, you know, calling each other and or, or or being held accountable and yeah being held to account how do we hold each other to account that's the juicy conversation totally so if i see this happening in the team meeting what are we going to agree and what can we all give each other permission to to do so one of the teams that i've been working with they um have a word that they use and it's a non-judgmental word like radio um another team actually use cards <laughs> you know yeah. like different colored cards if it's getting too mm. um toxic mm. they have the red card Mm. And again, they may not use it all the time, but it is there because if you want to change or shift the behavior, you actually got to shift some of the physical environment and those um, artifacts and symbols that you're using as a team. And, and really, you know, you know whether your team is. Uh, hit, you know, get, getting to the heart of it when after a while they start, you know, self-correcting themselves. And one way to do that is at the end of each session together, just do a quick review of your team agreements and you don't say, you, you can get people to self-reflect and say, okay, how did you go personally? They don't have to share it with everybody else, but you want to get people to own this themselves. Yeah, and, and have it on part of the agenda just to as a quick review. Mm. And sometimes uh, people who have regular meetings, they actually have their agreements as the facing page mm. of their presentation pack. And so after you've come up with these on-track behaviours or agreements, then you want to make it visible and part of it is you know do you actually want to have it uh visible in the main office area do you want to have it as part of an internal um you know signature that you use so you find ways that you want to make it visible and useful yeah and ask the team Mm. yeah and so we really invite you to have a team agreement because a team agreement is another toolkit to creating high-performing teams, just like a team purpose statement is. Oh, without a doubt. Like it, it, and we noticed that all teams that work, you know, really effectively and are high-performing have this sorted because this is the behavioural element, mm. all the the soft skills, interpersonal elements that can really brought be brought into the fore by creating a set of team agreements. And this is a team-building activity yeah. that is really useful, but also it it 
encourages every single team member to have some participation in. Mm. So if you're a people leader and you want to introduce this, the first thing you need to be clear about is the why so why are you doing it why now and what's in it for the people and the team and if you can articulate that Mm. the fact that you are interested in creating a culture in the team that is supportive and constructive you know you know i think this team has the making of being high performing and this is just one step in the process yeah and it provides us all with a guide on uh what Good looks like and mm. we all get to participate in that who doesn't want to be part of a team where you have invested some time and energy into and what this also demonstrates is your um, acknowledgement that the well-being yeah, of members important. in your team yeah. is important so yeah. you're establishing that psychological safety aspect and so you know like for incidents of you know bullying and harassment uh, you have started to create oh steps, very good yes you know, absolutely that demonstrate that um, the way in which we speak with each other is very important and it's holding people to account. That yeah, so I just them. wonder of, of all those, uh, you know, issues that happen in teams where there is, you know, conflict interpersonally and, and intra-team, you know, did they have a, a set of team agreements and were they using them? Mm. I bet not. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so we really invite yep. you to have a go at team agreements. We've got a template for you to Of course use. we do. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that's how you're going to grow as a leader. Oh, absolutely. Action. And if you do come up with the, a set of team agreements, please send us an email and share it with us. We'd love to, to see your version of it. Mm. So good luck. You've been listening to the People Leaders Podcast with Michelle and Jan Turkelson. For show notes and other free resources, please visit us at peopleleaderspodcast.com. Do you know someone else who could benefit from cutting-edge leadership and management techniques? Please take a moment to share this and other episodes via your podcast app, email, or social media channels. Each share helps us fulfill our goals of reducing workplace stress and increasing job satisfaction for leaders, managers, and their teams worldwide. The People Leaders Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.